right, glad you're with us. 110 days until you are the ultimate jury. And this is the biggest single choice election in the history of this country. And everything is on the line. I've never seen this before. To me, it is a sign of great weakness. But I am, you know, frankly, I, I that the way I view elections, and especially this one with with such a dramatic difference between the two candidates, I have I have a five alarm fire going off in my head almost twenty four seven. I have a five alarm fire. I release in nineteen days, live free or die, America and the world on the brink. In Latin, I have. Live free or America dies. What does that mean? Now, the weakness of Biden is obvious. Well, first of all, does he have the mental alertness? That That is a fair question. Uh, does he have the strength and stamina? I think, well, if you think Arizona is a city, if you don't know what city you're actually in, if you don't know what day of the week it is and you don't know what office you're running for, and if you're, you know, making one blunder after a, another, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men, women created equal and endowed by the, oh, oh, what is it? Oh, the thing, you, you know, we the hold thing. these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know, Ooh. the, you know, the you thing, know the thing. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I get tested often for cognitive decline. All right. But here's what it comes down to. Now the issue, and we're going to go through this in great specificity and detail, live free or die in 19 days, is the defining full case of what is on the line. This is about, well, do you believe in law and order as a prerequisite? If you're going to allow people endowed by their creator to pursue life, liberty, and to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness... Are you go if you because you need safety and security first? That's now on the ballot because, well, the police have now become the enemy. What? Okay, the one percent get rid of them, just like the one percent in the deep state and the FBI. We know who they are, not the 99 percent, not the 99 percent in the intel community, but the one percent that are corrupt and abuse power or police that abuse power and have no business being on the police force. Uh, you need more money for more training. You need more money for more non-lethal alternatives. You know, this idea is that, the well, they've now become the enemy. And of course, we'll reallocate funds. Let me translate defund the police, although Joe's trying to walk that back. And it, it, this is now on the line, our very safety and security. And the president, to his credit, has now spoken up about this. And the president is very, very clear that this is now a big issue in this election. And this is the issue of, you know, safety and security of every American and the right for them to live in a, in a town, in a community, and to be safe and to be secure so they can raise their families, they can pursue happiness their life their dreams etc it is now that 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 makes everything you can't even start a pursuit of happiness otherwise it doesn't happen and i'll tell you you see a lot of things happening here that are meaningful you know i, I and if you want to look at her track record you know look at what the president's done i mean you know the president is now out there saying he is going to send people into these war zones we have video I don't know if you saw the video. We showed it a lot last night on TV 
of the protesters. They had a cop with his back turned, one of the top ranking officials in the NYPD. And out they they literally now we have video showing violent anti-cop protesters being supplied with baseball bats. Surveillance video outside City Hall shows protesters receiving a, a shipment of bats before anti uh, uh, cop activists clash with the police on that Brooklyn Bridge. The guy winds up. The, the cop is not looking at him. He's faced in the other direction takes the bat and literally smashes it as hard as he possibly can on the head of the officer. That would be the officer with all the blood running down his face. What is Comrade de Blasio doing about any of this? Not a thing. President is rightly calling these cities a war zone, and he's promising to restore order and safety and security as somebody has to and needs to and must do. Now, Comrade de Blasio said, oh, well, we now have fewer people in our jails since any time since World War II, and we are safer for it and better for it. You are the dumbest human being on the face of this earth, Comrade de Blasio, just like that dopey, dumb governor of New York. It's not safe for your police, and you don't seem to give a rip. When I confronted him on Hannity one night, this was during the dousing of police with water and big, huge, massive buckets and Police cars were being literally, you know, beaten up and, and vandalized. He didn't. I said, we have video. Are you going to arrest every one of those people that we now see on tape? Now we have the video of all the people that were blasting these cops with their bats. Are you going to do anything? And for Biden to go to this, well, they've now become the enemy and you're going to I'm going to reallocate monies. He's now supporting the defund effort. You know, why is Biden supporting policies that we know beyond any doubt will cause police to pull back and let the crime rate skyrocket? Because I can tell you a couple of things here. The police just recently released a report. Three hundred percent New York City shootings have gone up. The NYPD last week, 99 percent of those shooting victims have been minority they've been african americans they've been hispanic americans he got a one-year-old baby shot to death in a stroller an eight-year-old young young girl uh down in in atlanta gunned down playing in her yard a seven-year-old in chicago shot playing in on the fourth of july in her grandmother's backyard um and then of course a 19 year old young man out in the chop chaz autonomous spaghetti potluck dinner summer of love zone and i interviewed his father devastated how do you ever recover from any of this and you know what what has joe biden done and pelosi and schumer done because criminal justice reform was trump police reforms was trump it wasn't them you know what where's joe biden why didn't they act for example we saw, for example, you know, we have to ask Joe Biden, 51 years, Schumer, Biden, Pelosi, 125 years of swamp experience. You know, we have to ask them why why he's now saying these things at this point. You know, we saw when Biden, Obama were president, they barely mentioned Chicago and it was a war zone then. And I remember scrolling the names of people we've never heard before shot and killed, people shot and injured, and the thousands of people shot while they're president and vice president. They didn't do anything. You know, we saw the cops demonized after the phony Ferguson hands up, don't shoot case. That didn't turn out as as Barack Obama and Joe Biden told us it would, nor did Ferg uh, Baltimore. 
The Obama Justice Department even determined hands up, don't shoot was a hoax. The damage was done. We saw what happened and we watched the police pull back and a national homicide rate soar 20 percent. The CDC pointed out after a stable period, homicide rate, they point out, increased what from 20 from the year 2014, you know, 18 percent. That's a lot of innocent people. If you look at the FBI's Uniform Crime uh, Report, 45% of homicide victims are African-American. They represent 13% of the population. It's unfair. It's unfair what these, these cities run by liberal Democrats have done for decades. And they seem to get away with it. And they just get reelected. For what? You know, th- 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 this ought not be rewarded, but it's all on the line. And for the first time, you see a candidate that is he hasn't said a single word, Biden, about defending our police heroes. In most of these cities, it's it's majority minority officers in most of them, if not all of them. And they've been coming under attack and now 12 are dead and now some injured permanently rocks, bottles, bricks, Molotov cocktails, guns and knives. I mean, it's like this, and now baseball bats, and they've done nothing. Okay, so now he's joined that radical movement, and then on the economy, he actually plagiarized and took on all of Bolshevik Bernie's socialist radical extremism. Why? Because he's so weak, he doesn't have the Bernie base, he's got to shore it up. That's what makes him so radical. Then, of course, AOC's radical Green New Deal. Trillions of dollars he's pledging to this. This is madness. It is unsustainable. Getting rid of oil and gas, safety and security, tax, massive tax increases versus Trump tax cuts. It's amnesty versus secure borders. It's the United Sanctuary States of America versus law and order and and no amnesty. I mean, I, I, you can't get any more dramatic energy independence versus energy dependence. And then this insanity that we're going to get rid of 10 million jobs and oil and gas and fracking because of environmental extremist policies. And then we're going to you know, tell people, don't worry, you don't have to worry about anything. Everything's free. Your education is free. Your health care is free. Your job is guaranteed. Your vacation is guaranteed. Your food is going to be healthy, guaranteed. Your retirement guaranteed. It is unsustainable. And, you know, just how did, how did Obamacare work out? That did not work out very well. All of this is on the line in 110 days. All of it. And I will tell you, as I, as I watch this, it infuriates me. You know, now there are changes happening. We saw after backing Obama and Biden in 08 and 2012, the National Association of Police have now endorsed Donald Trump. State police chief union is now threatening to yank state troopers over New York City's expanded chokehold restrictions. Um, I just think if as long as it's, if there are other options, I'll give you a case. George Floyd, you manipulate two fingers. He was in handcuffs. You'll get full compliance. It's not that hard. That's a matter of training. Fort Worth, Texas, at least there's some common sense there. They rejected a measure to defund the police by a whopping two to one margin. Thank goodness. The president is now planning to send federal authorities into these cities where liberal Democrats have run them into the ground for decades and break up the war zone of violence that is there. Portland now, they now have their autonomous zone, pitching tents, rebuilding barricades removed by police. 
Portland police officer, a spouse calling the treatment of officers disgraceful. Uh, this is happening all across the country. The Portland mayor is putting anarchists and agitators over safety, according to Kerry Cupic of the Department of Justice. Uh, you have officers in downtown Portland. It's it's literally a a total power play. The protesters are saying, you know, national organization, police organizations. Yeah, this is important, an important endorsement at this point. NYPD. Now we have the pictures of the video suspect in the Brooklyn Bridge. Are we going to go out and arrest them? You know, at, at what point do we not understand? This is simple. This is basic. This is fundamental. This is about you do not have any pursuit of happiness. If you do not have safety, security and law and order, it is that simple. It is that profound. It is that deep. And this now is the choice election. And I argue the biggest choice election in American history. All right, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to have a big debate on this. Leo Terrell, Sergeant Dimitri Penny is going to join us. New Gingrich, we're 110 days away from this pivotal election. Fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II. And we are safer for it and better for it. Oh, okay. Well, the no bail stupidity. Uh, look, I know this is probably hard for most people to comprehend and understand, especially people with just basic, simple, fundamental common sense. The no bail stupidity that was Governor Cuomo, the billion dollar cut to the police, the dismantling of its most effective street crime unit has now resulted, as I said, in this massive 300% increase in New York City alone of shootings. 99% of shooting victims happen to be minority, African-American, and Hispanic. And it is, and innocent people are dying. One-year-olds, seven-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, their whole lives ahead of them. And it is now gone nationwide in all of these big cities. It is now, the president is like, I have to step in and stop the war zones. Because as I always say, the aren't they our national treasure? Those numbers we give every Monday, lately from Chicago, New York, every one of those numbers behind it is a real person, a real fellow human being, a real American that have real families. This has real repercussions. There are parents that will never see children again. Moms and dads never see kids again. Grandmas and grandpas that will never see their, their grandkids grow up. This carnage has to stop. And, you know, no bail. That's another Biden, you know, radical. He's got Bolshevik Bernie, AOC, Bezo, Bozo. Uh, and now the, the radical defund and reallocate movement and the police have become the enemy insanity. This is... A defining moment in 110 days. If you don't feel the urgency I feel and care about these lives, then you don't have a heart and you don't have a soul. We can stop it. We're the United States of America. We're capable of stopping this. We see these guys now. Those are felony assaults against our bravest. And those folks are being arrested who did that. All right. So I want this promise from you. And I hope we'll agree on this. I want every video gone over with a fine tooth comb and every one of those people that assaulted 
your officers, our officers that put a gun on because their jobs are dangerous every day, that protect and serve, I want to promise from you that you're going to identify every one of those people that attack those Sean, guys. That's what we do. That is okay, what we do. Okay, but that hasn't happened yet. Oh, come on. You haven't Already. arrested every one of them by a stretch. How many been They've arrested? They've been identified and arrested consistently. The NYPD does its job. How many have been arrested? Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying the NYPD? Look at the videos. Not... Look at these videos. Wait, 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 I'm asking you a question. The N... Are you saying the NYPD is not doing their job? Well, let me give you some news. I am saying this that those cops safest... deserve better than they that. They deserve the very best, and we are arresting each right. and every one of the look folks who look, did any look, assaults. You can look right here. I want you to look. You are. You're every, missing... Wait, wait, wait. You every think... single guy, every Sean, single face we Sean, see, will you arrest them? Sean. Anybody the NYPD deems to have committed a crime will be arrested. Every I'm, listen, I'm, I want to say, so respect the professionalism. No, respect the professionalism of the NYPD, I, that they are going to follow the law and go after anyone that did anything illegal. Why do you make illegal? this so hard? I'm, because you're playing a game. I'm not playing a game. This is a serious thing. Look at that guy. Will you see that what they just did? Will you promise? This is incredible. You, is, that's not a good enough statement for you, that everyone who commits a crime will be brought to justice? That's America. Is everyone, in, America. That, is everyone in that video I committing a crime? I believe our professionals who are police officers know who commits a crime, and they will bring this Is that justice. video evidence to you of an why, assault? Why do you not respect the NYPD enough to believe they know right, That's doing? a silly statement. We're an no. NYPD hat and shirt every day. So then is why that, don't you respect them to do their job? Is that a crime that we're I looking do. at? Yes Sean, or no? Sean, you either respect them or they don't. Don't play a game here. No this game. I want, I want them protected. This is ridiculous. These Will are you promise to arrest These every person? Are Will you promise to do? I'm not going to personally arrest them. The NYPD will arrest them, and they know what they're doing. And you promise and to try know. to arrest everyone? Of course, anyone who Thank commits you. a crime of any kind, we're going to arrest. Hallelujah! I've got to go to no, St. but Patrick's you're playing the game, man. Wow, that was my exchange with Comrade De Blasio on my TV show. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there. We got the video. You know, all these incidences, we forget after Baltimore, after Ferguson, all these incidents, we have all of this video of people committing crime. Yesterday in New York, we have all the video. We have the ability to enhance video. We have the ability to identify people based on video. We have the ability to do investigations because you identify every person involved in the beating of, of these police officers. And we can arrest them all. We usually never do the follow through. Almost never. That just encourages further crime. You know, with all the talk, can we please remember the, the brave Capitol Police that walked across that field, that baseball field where Steve Scalise was shot and they did it. I mean, there are no odds. Most of you know that I'm a big Second Amendment guy in an open field with pistols at a distance against a rifle hidden in the bushes. They still charged across the field to protect innocent people. That's the police. That's the 99%. The guys on 9-11 going up, like the firemen and the EMTs and the first responders, that's the 99%. Defund them, trash them, offer no support for them, put handcuffs on them, rush to judgment. And I'm not, the George Floyd case, we're not talking about that. It's like they have, now police don't want to do their job. They're retiring in mass. There's not even academies that are being set up. Nobody wants the job at this point, and I can't blame them. 
And it's funny because everybody I know that's in the in law enforcement, it is their calling. God gave them a calling. Every single person that I know that's a nurse and a doctor and a teacher and a pilot, these are callings, passions that people have. These are dreams that they've had. They don't go into any of these professions because they, they think they're going to make a lot of money. I could tell you, I, I absolutely never went into radio. I was running this over with Linda. I can't actually believe it because I started in 1987. And I've been saying 31. It's actually 33 years. I just, the mic went on and something happened. It just changed my life. I was terrible at it in the beginning. Actually, for a long time, I was pretty terrible. But, you know, eventually I found my voice, my style, who I am. And, you know, the, the great thing I think about radio is you hear somebody's heart. It is a heart medium. It's a warmth medium versus, say, television. It, 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 you know, you can do a lot more on TV because you got the images. Here, I got to paint the images. You can't fake it for three hours a day. That's just a fact. And every single host that I, I know you listen to the great one. Thank me. God bless us. I'll say it. Nobody else will say it. The great Mark Levin. Or, you know, Sean Hannity dropped my golden EIB microphone, which is a true story. It's or Rush. A great story. We should we should talk about that story. No, I don't want to talk about the story. Now. Oh, you don't want to talk track. about that story? Why no, not? No, I don't want to talk about that. The day, the really? first day I filled in for Rush and I'm in the middle of the monologue. Don't play it. I'm not kidding. Why and not? The, and the mic fell down. Because we played. You, know, you told me a while ago that I had open mic privileges. No, I never said that either. That's I'm such pre- a lie. I'm pretty You're sure lying. you are lying. No, right. no, I last never thing, lie. Last thing, it's too I much I want to do this though. Now these very people, like De Blasio, cutting a billion from the NYPD and cutting out the the most effective crime unit in the NYPD. Now minorities in New York are begging because 99 percent of victims now are minorities in New York City. And they're begging for that unit to come back. Why to protect moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, and you know our our, our national treasure, our children. They need protection so they can be free. And and then you know the next thing I would argue is I was thinking about this the other day. How do you fix the a, a broken educational system that that this unholy alliance with teachers unions and the Democratic Party? And I may not be a genius, but I think I've come up with a pretty creative good idea. Linda, I'll let you run by it. Then we're going to play de Blasio on the gun issue uh, when I debated him. But telemedicine is now the future. Teleworking, we learned during COVID, you know what? It works. I mean, both radio and TV staffs, they, they, I would argue they actually get more work done from home because they don't have to waste that time commuting. Yeah. And... Right, Linda? I mean, we, we, yeah. we measure it. It's like you can see it. On TV, for example, I can see how long people are at their computer online working every day. You can actually measure it. I don't go check it. Well, it's why my, would you? It's, it's nonstop for you, so there's no reason to check. Yeah, like I have two seconds to pull my head out of, you there, know. There's just, there's just no time. There's, my life is madness. I'm just not going to lie. <laughs> Gulping water. I'd say a fire hose down my throat every day, which I don't think a lot of people care or understand. What do you care? Well, you know, but back to the calling, I never got into radio for a calling. I just it changed my life. And I, I made less money when I dumped my business and contracting and, and made $19,000 a year in Huntsville, Alabama. But I found a passion like police do this for a passion. 
And, you know, I, I can tell you that this, this, is what, this is why they need our respect and our help and our support. And, and yes, more non-lethal alternatives. I've mentioned them before on this program. Let me, let me just bypass this and go to this. And that is very simply, very, very simply. I want to play, this is the moment where de Blasio, these very same people that defund the police like him and take away the best crime fighting unit and bragging now that the lowest incarceration rate, that stupid no bail provision that allows bank robbers to rob a bank, get out, rob another bank, get out, get, a, get caught, get, a, get out, get caught, get out, get caught. And they just, they're, they're saying, hey, thank you. This is a get out of jail free card every time, no bail. And they want this nationally now. This is sick. There's like amnesty for everybody. Well, immediately you're going to get free health care, free education. But I was thinking about the educational system, and then I got to de Blasio. I lost my trend of thought. If these cities with the, won't fix their schools, maybe we can use teleeducation. And that would be reading, writing, math, and history. Those four basics. And get a curriculum, K through 12, and put it online and make it available for free. That parents can sit with their kids and if their public schools are failing their children, they can get the the curriculum that'll guarantee proficiency in these fundamental areas and it's all for free and it's all online and it's all available. I guarantee you, you'd get volunteers and teachers that would teach classes and then once you have the class taught, you could rerun it every year and stick to the basics. And that would be active activism by parents. Okay, we're going to do reading tonight for two hours. We're going to do math tomorrow night for two hours. We're going to do science or whatever, reading, writing, and arithmetic, writing for two hours, history for two hours. And you do that every week and to guarantee that the parents can now choose to help their children and bypass the corrupt system that's failing their kids. That's the, if you have safety and security, then you need an education. Then the ladders that are ripped out of the rungs of the ladder that are ripped away from so many will be put back in. Do you like that idea, Linda? I mean, I think we're kind of already doing that, right? I mean, no, I'm homeschooling Liam right now. I have, mm-hmm. I have a virtual WebEx classroom that they've set up, and I think that there are pros and cons to it. I think there's a lot of people who homeschool right now where they're kind of implementing a lot of those ideas. And I think when we're battling but it's not back- in, Is it available for the kids in the worst districts? For example, Baltimore, third highest per capita spending per student uh, than, than, than every other industrialized nation, the most in the world. And it, they don't have one kid proficient in math. Couldn't online classes that start at kindergarten and go through 12th grade available for free for parents and they just follow the curriculum at home, and the curriculum goes through the calendar year, maybe even through the summer, a couple hours a day. Why so not? I love the idea that you're saying in, in theory. Here's and the problem. And it's cheap. It's not cheap. So a lot of these families in these impoverished communities don't have iPads, don't have computers, don't have desktops. Their local libraries are underfunded. There's not enough room. So we really have to get to the heart of the situation here and say, okay, we have all of this money going to all of these school districts that are super funded and our kids are still failing. And so that's a misappropriation of the funds. Again, Democratic run cities and states. Well, I think that a certain amount of federal funds can be then transferred for this very program. Uh, because this, uh, for the cities that are have the worst scores and the worst track records. So give the parents a choice. Right, and the choice would be to give put computers in libraries, and the choice would be 
you know, to offer. Maybe we can get uh, Apple to offer, you know, cheap computers, old computers. How about Americans donate their old computers? I think that that's a fabulous idea. But again, my devil's advocate argument is we need those parents and those communities to get on board. And with the struggle of the nuclear family, with people running things like the 1619 Project and fighting us every step of the way of trying to get good education out to our kids, we've got an uphill battle here. All right, now let me go to Comrade de Blasio. Now, Hollywood stars have security. They can afford it. So do, let's see, politicians. I don't have any. We now know that the Minneapolis City Council that voted to defund the police private hired their own private security, paying taxpayer dollars, of course. Here's my exchange with him about his security versus the right of New Yorkers to have a gun in their home. Should every New Yorker I have the same protection I you have? I believe people have rights. I believe we need new gun safety I believe laws. People have and rights. should they have the and right to a gun? We have a police department, and I've added 2,000 officers on patrol in this city in the last few years. Great. That is making it safer all the time. Should, That's the best way to protect Should people. every New Yorker that has you. a perfect mental I've health hold on, you. have a perfect mental health record and have a background check, would you agree that they have a right... They have a right to be safe. Do you agree they have a right to have a gun in their house? They have a right to be safe. Great. Do they have a right to a gun? I'm telling you what I think. Yes or no? I've answered you. The safest way to do it. You're not answering. A police department that is supported by by the time you call the cops, even if it's a great response time, you might be dead. Again, we just have a different. You're protected. You have a, a. You have a team around you. Does every New Yorker, if somebody breaks into their house, they're good people, the law-abiding people, pay their taxes, obey the rules, pass the background check. Should they have a right to a gun in their house? I, I yes or no? I ain't buying what you're selling. You're not buying. So the answer is no, but you're no, afraid to my say. My answer is my answer. You don't get to tell other people what their answer is. Should every so New Yorker have here, the right to a gun in their the house? The question here is how do we make people safe? It is to have. Question. Yes, it is. If that was my question. I would have asked you that. How do we get guns out? Out of this society, they're everywhere. They can't be everywhere. They're threatening our officers and civilians. The answer to your question is New Yorkers that have perfect mental health records and willing to go through background checks should not be allowed to have a gun in their home. I just don't play by your rules. Should they be allowed? No, you know, you do this with everyone. Let people define themselves. You want to hear the truth? Can they have a gun is a simple question if they're law abiding. Can they have a gun? You are trying to set up a reality where you get to paint a picture on your own terms. It doesn't work that way. Mr. Mayor, those guys over there. What did I say to you guys? I said, thank you for what you do every day. They protect you. You deserve to be protected. You're the mayor of the biggest city in the world. Everyone deserves to be protected. The biggest one. Wow. The answer was obvious. He had four guys there protecting him. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. You'll want to be a part of this extravaganza. Um, joining us now, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Mr. Speaker, hope all is well. I know you're, you're kind of locked down in Italy, but uh, my understanding is, is that you've changed your schedule. So you're kind of on the state schedule with 110 days to go. My assessment is the following, Um, and I want to know if you agree or disagree with me. Now that Joe Biden, his comment about the police have become the enemy, and yes, he supports reallocating funds, even plagiarizing now and adopting Bernie's radical extreme socialist agenda on the economy and, and redistribution and wealth confiscation and uh, you know, nationalizing industry even and eliminating oil and gas and taking on the, the new Green Deal aspects of AOC. 
and bringing in Beto O'Rourke as his gun czar, who said, yeah, I'll confiscate your guns. Um, I've, to me, having to shore up his base is a sign of weakness. But all of these decisions now have created a new race, and that is the biggest choice election in the history of this country. And if those plans that they're stating are ever adopted, America, the free market, capitalist, wealth-creating system will be destroyed. Well, I think that's exactly right. And if you, if you just say Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, then you have a real sense of what's up. This is a machine. Uh, it's a machine in which Biden is the weakest of the three. And it is a devastating threat to everything that has historically been considered America. And what's really amazing is it's a threat which we see every day doesn't work. I mean, if you go out and look, look at the number of killings in New York, look at the number of killings in Chicago, look at what happened already, I think 135% increase in killings in um, Minneapolis. These people represent a value system, which is not only wrong theoretically, but it just doesn't work in the real world. And I think that's what this race is going to be about, ultimately. You know, I, I and, and I look at it. OK, so let's break this down into the basics. This is going to be a plan of Joe Biden, Bolshevik Bernie's economic plan of massive tax increases. This is going to be massive redistribution. This is going to be massive new entitlements. Uh, this is now, these are promises. Everything's free. School is free. No student loan forgiveness. Uh, some version of Obamacare on steroids or Medicare for all, uh, estimates $52 trillion, a new green deal. We're starting out at $5 trillion. And, and then we go from there. Um, then it's about law and order, safety and security. Well, we see New York, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, and, and cities in California. Um, anarchist reign. Uh, then Biden says amnesty. Biden says the sanctuary uh, state, the United Sanctuary States of America. Uh, oil and gas will lose millions and millions of jobs. We'll lose energy independence. Uh, we'll lose the lifeblood of the world's economy. This is all their stated plan. Activist justices and a foreign policy of appeasement, as evidenced by what Biden Obama did with the mullahs in Iran. I, I can't think of a bigger choice. No, I, I think the last time we've had a choice of this scale was 1860 and 1864, when the choice was, was Lincoln and preserving the Union and ending slavery versus Democrats who would have caved into the slave owners and found some compromise to allow the Confederacy to leave. And it's that gigantic. When I think of just, when you just say to yourself, Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, or Trump and McConnell and McCarthy, and you look at how wide the gap is in the country they would create, you know, the president wants to create a national statue garden because we want to build statues. Biden's people want to destroy them. I mean, how, how much bigger can the gap get than that? We, we want to recognize America's greatness. They want to destroy America and condemn America. Uh, it's just, uh, to me, this is the most, and I, I frankly, um, if you had asked me two years ago, I couldn't have imagined the circumstance where it would become this big 
a gap and where the left would be this crazy. I mean, I knew they were gradually getting sicker, but somehow. Oh, I think we just lost the speaker. Can't hear him. Um, is that the line maybe from Italy or do we have to reconnect? Okay, we're going to reconnect. You know, it look, it doesn't take a lot. Defund, defend. The policing debate poses an incredible moment of clarity of how deep the divide is. Massive redistribution, massive tax increases versus tax cuts. The president is now about to speak about the economy. He's about to talk about deregulation again. He has allowed companies. Why do you think those manufacturing jobs came back? Because he's gotten rid of all the burdensome regulation and the high taxes. You know, Biden, he, you know, he's even trying to steal part of Trump's message with words. But we've had 125 years of words with Pelosi, Schumer and Biden. And all it is is 125 years of of phony promises and yet no results as evidenced by the eight years that he was vice president. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I'm glad you're back. Sorry. Um, I think we crossed a cell. The. uh... Look, here's the problem we face, those of us who really fear for the future of the country. The propaganda media is going to be so intensely committed to destroy Trump and to protect Biden. I think what they're doing to deliberately lie about what's happening with COVID is a good example. They want the country afraid. They want the country panicked. Uh, I'm getting all sorts of reports from people around the country of absolute falsehoods on reporting, for example. Uh, and there's this desperate effort by the by the elite media to whip up the country. Uh, and they are totally committed. For them, this is sort of a holy war, if you can use that term for people who aren't holy. Uh, but I think that the president has to cut through all that, and he has to be committed to a big program for, for next year that people see what, what he would do to get us back to where we were in February. And then he has to just calmly and methodically tie Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer together. You know, Pelosi passed a bill. 207 Democrats voted for a Pelosi bill that would create a Pelosi bonus of $1,200 for every illegal immigrant. So if you got to the U.S. illegally, you get 1200 bucks, courtesy of Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in the House. Now, I don't think there are 10 districts in the country that have a majority that would favor that. And you can take issue after issue after issue. But the truth is, we have to do it because NBC and CBS and ABC and the rest of them, they're never going to cover this stuff. They're going to deliberately hide it and hope that they can get their people elected and they can defeat Trump. Um, because they're so desperate to do so. That's my view. Well, I, I just, you know, if if you were telling the president, let's say, forget you're talking to me, and this is a conversation with President Trump. We have 110 <laughs> days to go. These are the differences. These are the distinctions. Right. You know, we've seen a lot of radical candidates, and you know, over the years, and Obama was one of them. This makes Obama look like a conservative, in my view, this agenda. What would you tell the president? I would tell the president to look at how Ronald Reagan dealt with a hostile news media. Drop all of the external tweets that don't matter. Drop every fight that doesn't matter. Focus in on just only 
two big things. What are you going to do to lead America in the next four years? And defining vividly what Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden stand for. And it's, also, the- it's also Ber- Bolshevik Bernie. We can add him to the list. How many years has Bernie been there? Now, we have, now yeah. we're up to like... Well, but, but listen, if you, can, if you can convince people to think of Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer as one word, you don't need Bernie. I mean, that'll sink in that this is the most radical team ever to try to run the United States. But, I, but my advice to the president would be, slow your campaign down, focus on those two things, quit picking fights that don't matter, and quit sending out tweets that don't matter, because the news media is your mortal enemy, and every time you give them a chance, they're going to attack you. So don't give them any chances. Well, uh, I, 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 by the way, I don't disagree on fighting Jim Acosta. Um, you know, the president now has just gone out of the White House. He's now speaking about deregulation. And by the way, we need deregulation. And that's what worked right. so well that created, you know, record low unemployment numbers for every single solitary demographic in the country. Right. So if you would stop and stay on that, Jim Acosta is his mortal enemy. Why would you dance with your mortal enemy? You ignore them. I mean, Reagan's ability to ignore those guys was unbelievable. I mean, he used to pretend he couldn't hear. He'd put his hand hand up by his ear and go, oh, I couldn't quite hear that, and just keep moving. Uh, Trump has a winning hand if he focuses on it. Uh, But because the elite media hates him, they will do anything they can to elect Biden. And that's just, that. I mean, anybody who wants to help design this campaign, you got to start with the idea. The other team has 93% of the news media. And so you got to over. I, I, I hate to tell game. you, but it's about ninety nine percent. But go ahead. Well, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you say ninety nine. I'm not going to argue between ninety three and ninety nine. The point is, it's like playing a football game where every single referee is on the other side. And also, by the way, half of the stadium has now emptied their seats, and they're on the other side. And you got to design a campaign that, that takes. That's a fact. It's not a problem. What you do about it is the problem. And the only way that works in the long run is you pick really big issues. I, I come back to some that I think are devastating. The example I gave you, there are 207 Democrats out there who voted for a $1,200 bonus for every illegal immigrant in the United States. Now, every one of those 207 has got to be vulnerable on that issue. None of them represent a district where people go, oh, thank God you're going to give my money away to illegal immigrants. I've really been hoping you would do that. And you can take issue after issue, as you were pointing out with Biden. Biden's positions are going crazier and crazier and crazier. Uh, It's as though when they locked him up in that basement, uh, he just gradually vegetated to the left. Uh, And so there will be plenty of issue choices. But the question is, how do you drive that past the news media so the country sees them? And then the second part is the administration is going to have to figure out how to get the truth out about about what's happening with the virus. Because I think at least 60 or 70% of the current coverage is a lie designed to frighten people. Um, I tweeted this morning about Franklin Delano Roosevelt's great uh, first inaugural, where he said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. When, when I hear all this, the current fears about kids going back to school, we have study after study. The kids don't get the disease. It's not a problem. Well, we see that is, in we see that in Europe. 
all over Europe. And it's right. case after case. It's not just oh. one isolated case. Um, all right, stay right. right there. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, is with us. All right, now, as we continue, uh, Newt Gingrich is with us. Your call's coming up next, 800-941-SHAWN. Then we'll have a debate with Leo Terrell and Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Dimitri uh, Penny is going to join us. I mean, you saw the attack on the cops in, in Brooklyn, New York, on the Brooklyn Bridge. Didn't you see this guy hit with a baseball bat? We now have video of the bats being delivered to the guys that were swinging at the cops. Going back to the 60s, when the last time we faced this, when we had uh, 2,500 bombings. In the end, you lock them up. So if you've got a guy on video swinging a bat, you hunt him down and you lock him up. And you do that over and over. And presently, people begin to figure out that there's a real consequence for being destructive and hateful and trying to destroy America. But until we're prepared, for example, in Portland, where they've had six straight weeks of Antifa demonstrators tearing the city up. And the radical left-wing Democratic mayor doesn't want the U.S. government to come in. But the point the president should make is we have a constitutional obligation to protect Americans. And in Mississippi in the 1960s, when civil rights workers were being killed, often by local police, and when nobody in the Mississippi system would, in fact, prosecute them, they sent in the FBI. They hunted them down. And they eventually found every single one of the killers, and they all went to jail for a very long time. And suddenly it became too expensive. And we're going to have to do the same thing. You look at this country right now, because of radical left-wing mayors, they're Democrats, and they're all Democrats, let's be clear about this, but people like de Blasio, who may be the man who destroys New York at the rate he's currently going. I mean, New York may not recover from the de Blasio administration by the time he's done. And you look right. at Chicago, uh, all these people are, are following policies that don't work. And as a result, Americans are being killed. And I don't think you can expect the President of the United States to stand to one side. Well, he's going to step in. He said so yesterday. It's a war zone. He's going to fix it. Mr. Speaker, thank you. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Thank you, Scott Shannon. 19 days looking forward. We'll be uh, announcing some plans next week. Uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere, and uh, we're very excited to get out on the road. This is now the defining election of our lifetime. We have a debate, Leo Terrell, Sergeant Penny, coming up at the top of the next hour. We have a great Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight, Fox News. Uh, hope you'll join us. Hope you'll set your DVR. Let's get back to our phones. In the meantime, uh, let's go to Terry is in Florida. Terry, hi, how are you? Glad you called. Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I would just like to tell people that the polls are not accurate. I wear my Trump stuff everywhere when I'm not working, and I get a minimum of probably a dozen people a week saying, you know, I love your shirt. I love your hat. I got a Trump phone cover. And a lot of people come up to me quietly and they say, you know, we are fully behind Trump, but we lie to the pollsters when they call. Because we don't know who they are, and we don't want to get doxxed, or we don't want people showing up at our house, and we don't wear our Trump stuff because we don't want to be in a restaurant or a Walmart or something and get hassled. So I'm how would you how people, would you like to be me for 24 hours? <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't. But let me tell you something. Pe- Linda's people, laughing. She's cracking up. She's like, "Yeah, I've been there, done that." Yeah, yes, we have. people have to start 
being the vocal majority. And one thing I would like to say to the Trump supporters, please, if you are wearing your Trump stuff, be respectful and be honorable and be dignified because you may change someone's mind. Just fast, I stopped about four months ago, 9.30 at night. I saw somebody broke down in the parking lot trying to change the tire. I'm wearing my Make America Great Again shirt. I'm wearing my Trump hat. I stopped at the young African-American man, about 24. I said, young man, you look like you could use some light on the subject. And he said, yes, ma'am, I could. He had no clue how to change the tire. I showed him how to do the jack, where to put it, spent 20 minutes with this kid changing his tire, said, God bless you, you have a good day. He said, thank you very much for stopping. You know, it didn't matter to him that I was a white Trump supporter, and it didn't matter to me that he was a young black man who needed his tire changed. And that so that that's just, what get lost in all of this. That's our common yes. humanity, our common yes. goodness, and, isn't it? But I can tell you, Sean, I went to Trump's inauguration. The first one, I actually got my picture taken with you at W's second inauguration after you interviewed Senator John McCain. We found out where you were broadcasting from, got my picture taken with you. And do you throw I darts so, at my side? Just try and hit me right in the nose. It's not hard to hit. Yeah, well, so, um, I am so confident Trump's going to get reelected. I don't make a lot of money, but I booked my hotel room March 5th for the next inauguration. So I'm going to be there. People need to start wearing their Trump stuff, standing up. I really believe it's going to be a landslide for President Trump because I believe God put him where he is. And this country's never going to be the same if he does not get reelected, I fear for my grandkids. That's what live free or die is all about. And Latin, I actually have at the bottom of the book, and I'm not here to just sell the book. I, this is a roadmap and this is the, the stakes are high. And I'm, I'm trying to lay out the case of how bad this will be. If you take on, and I mean this, Terry, Bolshevik Bernie's radical socialism, and you partner that with AOC's radical Green New Deal and Beto Bozo O'Rourke's uh, ridiculous, you know, confiscation of guns, the, the guns are of Joe. Uh, then you add the, the failure, the 125 years of failure that is Biden, Pelosi and Schumer. Then the failure of eight years of, of Barack and Joe. Uh, and I'm telling you, it is a prescription. Those policies will destroy this country. That Those policies will end everything you know, it's about law and order and safety and security, about amnesty versus secure borders, the United Sanctuary States of America. Everything is free. Radicals appointed to the courts, the end of energy independence as we know it, uh, and a foray into socialism, the likes of which this country has never witnessed or seen, that will destroy the greatest economy on the face of the earth. And that's what's at stake. Never mind the foreign policy. I, I mean, I can go on all day. And that's why I lay it out. That's why I've decided to lay it out in a book so that people can see it. They can read it. They can understand it. They can absorb it. They can tell their friends about it. And it's up on Hannity.com. And, we're, you know, we're, I'm proud of it. And, you know, I got to tell you something. It's 19, 19 days of the book, and it is 110 days till you vote. I cannot control what everyone does. I, I, like to, I don't like to say it's a landslide. Terry makes a good point. Maybe she's right. I don't know. I do believe that there are people that won't wear a a red Make America Great Again hat because they get harassed. I understand that people, maybe even this trepidation to put a bumper sticker on or, you know, to put up a, a 
you know, lawn sign. Uh, I have no such trepidation. I'm just, that's not how I'm going. I'm not going to live my life like that in fear. And uh, it is sad. So there's this percentage of people. There was an article, actually, uh, that came out of Pennsylvania, which I found really fascinating today because it, it went into, you know, this whole, it was a poll of majority of Pennsylvania voters believe secret Trump voters are in their communities. And I thought that was interesting, according to a Monmouth University poll. Now, I don't believe the polls are right right now, but I do believe Rasmussen's getting closer to it. It's, they have it at a three-point race. But I like to act like we're behind. And to win the election, you've got to thread the needle. I keep reminding people, for a Republican to be president, must win states, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio. Uh, Republicans, they got to carry all those red states in the middle and in the south. Then they got to pick off Pennsylvania. They got to pick off Wisconsin, Michigan. Maybe Minnesota will be in play this year. Uh, hold Arizona. Go for Nevada. Go for New Mexico. Go for New Hampshire. Go for the second congressional district of of Maine. They've got to win Iowa. There's a lot of must-win states here, and it's never easy. The only way you can guarantee is you play like you're behind. You have two minutes, no timeouts. You're on your own 20-yard line. You got to march down the field. You got to cross the plane, and you got to kick the extra point to win. You're down by six. That's how I view it, and that's how the, that's that is the urgency that I have for this. And if oh, if all you do is vote, I'll take it. It's all hands on deck right now. Uh, all right, back to our phones. Let's say hi to uh, Moses in New Jersey. Moses, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Sean? Thank you so much for taking my call, my friend. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm glad you called. Yes, sir. So, Sean, it's a couple things that I want to, like, just get, get your feedback on and do want to say, because the one thing about President Trump that I, that I do like is the fact that he is a fighter, you know, and him being a fighter shows how inept and how weak the rest of the GOP has been. Like, they, they have been punching bags for the last 30 years, and right now the entire media and the Democrats, they're just shocked that someone is actually finally throwing back punches. And what needs to happen, Sean, is that the GOP – they need to just at least defend themselves with at least half the vigor that these Democrats are going after them by. Because you have Adam Schiff releasing phone records of Devin Nunes, un- launching an unconstitutional impeachment. Look at what they're doing with the media, how they collude with each other, and what are Republicans doing? It cannot be President Trump just fighting by himself. They need to have backup. I, I think for me, the most important other votes that will take place... Um, and this is important is, you know, if, unless you want more impeachment or never ending impeachment, I think you, you got to consider, you know, Colorado. That's another state that I would love to see him play. Cory Gardner's in the fight for his life there. Martha McSally's in a fight for her life. Uh, Susan Collins, who, you know, I'm, I, I don't always agree with her, but, you know, the alternative is, you know, we wouldn't have had Justice Kavanaugh. She was a key vote and gave such uh, we played her speech live for an hour. It blew me away how she went methodically off. through the truth. And the, and she was right, which Kavanaugh was a little more conservative, but that's a separate issue. So th- <laughs> this. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot at stake here, Moses. And yeah, I think the president, he can't be he literally can't be forced to do this all on his own. And and if he's got to deal with Pelosi and Schumer, it just is it renders everything he wants to do to make this country great and remain great that much more difficult. 
These other votes, down ballot, congressional and Senate votes matter as much as the vote at the top. Uh, Anyway, thank you for the call. Let me play Angela Davis, Marxist activist, former Black Panther, says she supports Biden because he's the candidate who can be most effectively pressured. Listen to this. I don't see this election as being about choosing a candidate who will be who will be able to lead us in the right direction. It will be about choosing a candidate who can be most effectively pressured into allowing more space for the evolving anti-racist movement. Biden is far more likely to take mass demands seriously. Wow, the guy that can be pressured the most. Holy moly. All right, big time AJ Houston, Texas. Not a lot of time, big time. How are you, sir? Big time, Sean Hannity. Uh I love that voice. I love that voice. Congratulations on the book, Big Daddy. Hey, and as a black man, all lives matter. Well, why are they always using the Black Lives Matter after we see in all the blacks getting killed in Chicago, Detroit? Back in the day, Sean, I was in Detroit when we used to have four police in the car. We was the murder capital of the world in the 60s and 70s. Now, what, when, is, when is the media going to wake up and come and start going after the blacks that killed them black children? And right quick, Sean, all I see is white Antifa, white liberals out there, hurting the black folks' cause, and the black folks being so bamboozled by the so-called black leaders that they letting them happen and letting them mess up their neighborhoods. I'm so proud of Leo, and I'm grateful for the sergeant. And boy, I tell you, we will win this election, Sean, so you get ready. It's going to happen again, and we going to take this country back. Listen, and once I, the Trump will go, we getting it. I like my analogy. You got to you're two minutes in the game. You're down by six. No timeouts. You're on your own 20. You got to march down the field. You got to cross the plane. You got to kick the extra point. That's just how I roll big time. Uh, If people don't have the urgency that is needed for this moment, we will get the government we frankly don't deserve. But I guess the government that the country will deserve. And, you know, this is now our moment. And, to you know, it'll all be worth it. If in 110 days or if it takes into the next day, 111, you get to hear them choke in the mob and the media on the words we can now project. Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. Just think of how great that feeling would be. There's a lot at stake. If you love our kids, if you like freedom, if you like capitalism, if you like law and order, safety and security. If you believe in secure borders and lower taxes and energy independence and constitutionalists on the bench. Uh, a foreign policy of peace through strength, not appeasement and bribery, then there's only one candidate. And that's it. It's all on the line. These policies of AOC, Bolshevik Bernie, uh, Beto Bozo, and the rest of them will destroy the country. That's it. Got to take a quick break. Hannity.com, 19 days, live free or die, America and the world on the brink. A lot more coming next week on that as well. Straight ahead. When you have a system where... Even the people who are convicted of those cases, which is only 17% of our disposed of cases, meaning it went to trial, there was a guilty plea, it ended, um, only 17% of our cases are are getting disposed of. And in those cases where there's a, a mandatory minimum of one to three years, people are doing an average of nine months, 
That's really sending a message to the people in the street. A, the likelihood is I'm not going to get stopped. I'm not going to be arrested. If I, if I am arrested, I have an 80% chance in some places and a 50% chance in others that I'm getting out right that day. And if I even plead guilty or get convicted, I'm only going away for nine months. That is not a formula that, that discourages gun violence, which is markedly unfair. The thing that's unfair about the gun violence is, and the irony of, of the time that we're talking about this in is, you know, in our June-July numbers, 95 to 100 percent of our shooting victims were minorities, that's blacks and Hispanics. Um, in one month, 100 percent of our murder victims were. This is having a disparate effect on certain communities. The vast majority of the victims of this mm -hmm. violence are in New York's communities of color. Yeah. Um, in some cases, 100 percent, depending on what period and numbers you look at. Mm -hmm. That's devastating. And we're not having the same pitch and tone of outrage from our politicians or, frankly, our media um, about those about those woundings and deaths that that we are about all the other issues that are at the forefront here. Yeah. I'm not saying that we need to have one conversation and not the other, but it's very hard to separate these conversations when you see the effect it's having on life. All right, that was the NYPD Deputy Commissioner John Miller, and, and I think it explains it all. Um, there's going to be an announcement, by the way, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 110 days till you are the ultimate jury. The president planning to send federal authorities into cities to break up war zones of violence. And he will direct federal law enforcement help for these Democratic-run cities that have seen this rise in violence president rightly i think using the term it's a war zone you know in 64 84 28 30 42 people are shot every single weekend um you gotta stop it you, you, you don't have life liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you don't have law and order and safety and security it's just a fact you got portland protesters now creating their own autonomous zone pitching tents rebuilding barricades removed by police and the police uh, officer, there's a, a spouse calling the treatment of officers disgraceful there. Uh, now we have the Democratic presidential candidate. Uh, oh, yeah, the police have now become the enemy. We'll reallocate funds, defund the police, um, you know, autonomous summer of love zones, and people are dying in them. The DOJ spokesperson, uh, Kerry Kupik, actually told Bill Hemmer that Portland mayor's putting anarchists and agitators over the safety. We look, we saw this all unfold with uh, Horace Lo uh, Lorenzo Anderson, senior, who lost his namesake, junior, who I interviewed on on Hannity. We we've interviewed the father and the grandmother of a one year old kid shot in Brooklyn, uh, an eight year old killed in Atlanta, a seven year old Lawrence Jones interviews. You know, the family of of this seven year old kid murdered in in her in her grandmother's backyard, a beautiful young girl. It's got to stop. And the National Association for Police Organizations. Yeah, they've ditched Joe Biden. They've endorsed the president. It's this is now paramount if you're going to have a country. You know, it's um, it is bizarre. Now we're vandalizing churches and arson is escalating. NYPD releasing pictures and videos of suspects in, a, in the Brooklyn Bridge attack, which we covered last night. And, you know, the protesters getting a shipment of bats before that brawl broke out. 
You know, you have uh, some of New York City's most influential African-American politicians calling for the NYPD's gun hunting unit to be reinstated a month after Comrade de Blasio disbanded it and also cut a billion dollars because bad guys know they can now do whatever they want. You know, NBC hides the defund the police mob beating the NYPD cops in the head. ABC, CBS and others, they just don't even want to show you the truth. You know, mass gunmen jumping out of cars, shooting a man on a Brooklyn street. There's a, finally a probe into de Blasio's old charity, by the way. Um, Atlanta police have finally charged the suspect in the shooting of that eight-year-old uh, down in Atlanta. Little girl down there shot. I mean, these are our kids. This is our national treasure, as I always say. Berkeley moves to stop police from conducting any traffic stops. They, they want to use now social workers and civilian city workers. Yeah, that's going to work out really well. I'm sure that the criminals will listen to them. You know, Seattle is hiring social social justice advocates. What what does this mean? The prison population is down eight percent. Minneapolis police body cam uh, footage of George Floyd's arrest has been released, Um, but it's getting dangerous. We have an obligation, and this is simple. Safety and security. Now, paramount issue in this campaign. At the Leo Terrell on Twitter and Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Dimitri Penny is back with us. Dallas Police Force, by the way, running for the Texas uh, 30th Cong- Congressional District. Welcome both of you back to the program. I don't know, Leo. I mean, I feel like I'm banging my head up against the wall here. And I'm trying to, you know, say, wake up. We're losing children. We're losing grandmas. We're losing grandpas. And these these cities have now become war zones. And this has now been allowed to go on and continue for decades. You know, Sean, I really feel ashamed of myself be defending the Democratic Party. I'm listening to you. I feel like I, I feel shameful because this is crazy. We're talking about Democratic lawmakers in these Democratic cities who are sitting on their hands, people of color saying to themselves, Oh, I don't care. I'm just going to let this happen because I just don't want Trump in the White House. And they're doing nothing at the expense of all this crime and carnage. And I just can't believe it. Democrats are going to vote in large numbers for Trump because they want law and order. But there's a mindset that that these Democratic lawmakers who are hell-bent on defeating Trump, they think this is good for the party. It is disastrous. They're destroying the Democratic Party, and I just, I, I can never be part of this. This is crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, Leo, I mean, this shouldn't even be conservative liberal. I agree. Or Republican or Democrat. And and I'll say this, you know, the Democratic Party that you're talking about, they've allowed this now to go on for decades. The only, the only reprieve we got were from the two Republican mayors, and I know I've been critical of, of Bloomberg, but Bloomberg at least kept the policies of Rudy in place. Now you go back to a Democratic mayor in his second term, and it is an unmitigated disaster. It's like undoing everything that Rudy and Bloomberg had maintained. Um, and Sergeant, you know, uh, Penny, you know, we just lost two officers. We're now up to 12 officers dead in all of this. 1,100 now injured. We saw the baseball bats delivered, you know, with this Brooklyn Bridge incident. Uh, cops are under assault. Rocks, bricks. Um, knives, guns, Molotov cocktails. Uh, I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It's like open warfare on cops now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and to hit on that first point you just came on, yes, this is adversely and, and disparately impacting our minority communities. 
You remember, once you start you start shutting down police, you're not going to have that same level of coverage that you have in the in the urban and minority communities. So yes, they are going to be victimized at a higher rate. And also, in, in pointing at how our police officers have been dealt with, this is despicable. I cannot believe that in this country, our law enforcement officers have been disabled and demoralized. If you look at this same trend as to what happened in 2016 when we lost officers here in Dallas, at this same point in time, we had 64 officers killed in the line of duty. There were 21 of them that were ambush-style attacks. You compare that to where we are now, we have 30 officers that have been killed in the line of duty by gunfire. Talking gunfire now. And, and, and 10 of them have been ambush-style attacks. All of them have been in line with this same radicalized narrative that we have never been able to get, get control over. We have to do a better job. And I say this, and I'm going to say it, and, I'm, and this is one thing I'm going to hark on, that the, uh, hate crime uh, uh, laws in this, in this country are for race, color, sex, and creed, and it leaves an opening, and, and it talks about uh, uh, any other uh, uh, designation where or groups are identifiable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right here, right now. I want our law enforcement officers to be added to that list because if an individual attacks our officer just because of the uniform that they wear, they need to be prosecuted by federal laws, especially when the state won't prosecute. You know, I, I, I just think, Leo, at this point, the president's right. Do you, I, I, I can't use any other words than war zone. Um, and, it, you know, what shocks me is I listen to Biden talk about, well, now the police have become the enemy. And, well, are you going to, you know, remove funds? Uh, yeah, I'm going to reallocate them. So he's bought into that. Uh, Bolshevik Bernie, as we affectionately call him on this program, well, we know that Bolshevik Bernie, you know, in his particular case, you know, he's taken on the defund the police. He's taken on Leo Terrell, the Bolshevik Bernie's agenda, AOC's agenda. Then you got Pelosi and Schumer. And then you got Beto O'Rourke who wants to knock on your door and take away your guns. Well, well like I said again, this is a situation where these are police officers. These are mothers, fathers, uncles and aunts. Black Lives Matter have hijacked the Democratic Party, and the Democrats won't say anything. It is up to the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, to use federal action to clean up these Democratic cities. And I'll tell you right now, he's going to get kudos for this because Americans want law and order. And these people that they're, they're that attacking police officers, remember, their mothers, their fathers, their uncles, aunts, who put on a uniform and protect us at night 24-7. This is crazy, Sean. I'm doing everything I can to tell Democrats, vote Republicans this year. It's critical. You know, I go back to the point you were making, Sergeant Penny, about the police and about neighborhoods and about what's going to happen and what is happening. Look, I, I'm in one of the, I'm actually running for Congress in one of these districts, one of these neighborhoods where predominantly major, majority minority district where the crime rate is skyrocketing, the murder rate is skyrocketing. Right now, it all comes down to. Uh, I thank God that, that we are in Texas because te- because Texas is you know, Texas is protecting our police. All right, but what I will say is when you start changing the rules of engagement with dealing with law enforcement, you start taking resources away from them. What you end up doing is you you start making it easier for individuals to attack these officers. So when these officers know that they're going to get get attacked, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do what they're doing in other states. And I've been talking to, I've been talking to police officers across the country this past week. These officers are laying down. Why? Because they know that they're being attacked. They know that it, they don't want to take a chance of going out here and, 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 and enforcing the law and allowing an individual to attack them, and then they respond, and then at the end of it, they know that they're going to be facing federal uh, uh, time in prison. No way. 
so we got to we got to get a hold of this this narrative. Well, we already we already see sick outs. We already see mass retirement. We already see. You know, I, I've got to be honest, after what I saw yesterday with the, the bats being handed out, I mean, literally, mm. we have video showing the, the anti-cop protest. We saw this, the cop had his back turned, and the guy reaches over, and with a full force of that bat, a direct strike to this officer's head, this could have killed this man. Deadly force. That tells you that they feel like they're not going to face any type of criminal retribution. These criminals Absolutely. out here in the streets who have the liberty to hit a police officer, they don't fear going to jail. They don't feel fear, fear the criminal court system. And that's frightening. We have to put fear in these criminals as a deterrent. On the political side, you know, you said you you are running in a, in a minority district, uh, Sergeant. Um, yes. People are watching this. Almost 97% of the people that were shot in New York City in June were minorities. Um, yeah, how important is this issue and how is it resonating where you are? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, are, you are absolutely correct. Look, the people, the real people in the community that are not being manipulated by this, by this radicalized agenda, right? The people that just want, want their kids to have, fair, to have a fair opportunity at education, they want their communities built up. They want, they, they want crime eradicated from their community. So I can go into, it doesn't matter where I'm at, Sean. I go into everybody's community, no matter where I'm at, and I, and, I, and I engage the people directly. Because I know the issues that are impacting these communities. I say that everyone's an advocate until they become a victim. And I was like one of those young advocates, like, like your, your, earlier, your earlier speaker said, uh, with, with being a young advocate and, and out here um, protesting and pushing against the police as a young juvenile. It took me becoming a victim myself for me to say, I need, we need police in our community. And so many families are going through that right now. I'm, I'm actually participating in a, in a, in a walk this, this upcoming weekend with a group called No More Violence. The reason right, why, they right. have no, why they have that is, is because so many of our young kids have been killed. I'll, I'll, and the, you know, I know there's been a lot of race issues associated with it, but the, most of these cities have a majority-minority police force. We'll get back to this. We'll also add your calls in the uh, final half hour with Leo Terrell, Sergeant Demetric Penny. He's running for the 30th Congressional District in Texas. Quick break. Right back at Amazing Hannity. Set your DVR 9 Eastern tonight, Fox News. Hannity.com, Amazon.com. Getting very excited. We got a lot of news we're going to be telling you about probably sometime early next week. Uh, as, it li- as it relates to live free or die America and the world on the brink, and it's never been truer. 110 days, the most pivotal choice election in our lifetime. Uh, before we get back to our guests, I want to, you know, uh, look at this through this election we have. Joe Biden has yet to say that I have heard a single word in defense of the 99% of police heroes. You know, the guys that uh, uh, member Steve Scalise, the two officers, Capitol Police walking across a, a, a wide open field against a guy in the bushes with a rifle. That is a death sentence. The guy knows how to use that rifle. It's over. It, there's no there, there is no winning in that situation. They did it anyway. Did we forget the cops on 9-11 and the firemen and the first responders and the EMTs that were going up the stairs while everyone's racing down the towers. Why are we forgetting that part? You know, why, for example, you know, why, 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 you know, when you look at Joe Biden and his recent comments, which I'll remind you of in a second here, you know, 
we, we you've got to ask yourself a question. Why is he supporting policies that we anyone with half a brain defund the police? The police have become the enemy um, is not going to work. You know, we, we saw what happened with Biden and Obama and, you know, they demonized, rushed to judgment, Ferguson, Baltimore, hands up, don't shoot. You know, always a rush to judgment. Even the Obama Justice Department eventually determined that hands up, don't shoot didn't happen. The damage was done. You know, the results of police pullback, we saw as a result of that, the homicide rate soared nearly 20 percent. The CDC, I'll quote from them, after a stable period, 2000 to 2007, the homicide rate among persons 10 to 24 declined 23 percent from 2007 to 2014. It increased 18 percent through 2017. Okay, now in the three years after Ferguson, 2014 onwards, the Obama Biden Justice Department used consent decrees to you know, handcuff cops, the national homicide rate skyrocketed 20 percent. FBI's uniform crime report, 45 percent of the homicide victims were African-American, but they're 13 percent of the population. And that's what we now see. Shootings in New York are up 300 percent. NYPD reporting last week, 99 percent of the shooting victims happen to be African-American or Hispanic. You know, and so why it why is there not? an understanding of simple, basic, fundamental common sense and truth here, because this is what Biden said about the police. They've now become the enemy. Uh, Surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is that we agree that we can redirect some of the funding. Yes, uh, absolutely. One of the things that we also need to be doing is fundamentally changing the way, and I've been pushing it for years, changing the way we deal with our prison system. Uh, that would be criminal justice reform that they didn't get done, that Donald Trump got done. That would be uh, police reforms that Donald Trump got done that they never got done. Unbelievable. So this now is in, in, now Bolshevik, Bernie, AOC, the most radical agenda ever by any, any presidential candidate in our lifetime. You know, and the mob and the media, let me play Don Lemon, for example, fake news CNN. I'm going to play a comment of what he said in 2013 and then what he just said more recently. And, and you decide why is this changed? And is there is are things now being viewed through a political prism? You decide. Listen, the reason there is so much violence and chaos in the black precincts is the disintegration of the African-American family. He's got a point. In fact, he's got more than a point. Bill raised without much structure. Young black men often reject education and gravitate towards the street culture drugs, hustling, gangs. Nobody forces them to do that. Again, it is a personal decision. He is right about that too. But in my estimation, he doesn't go far enough. Because black people, if you really want to fix the problem, here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. And if if this doesn't apply to you, if you're not doing this, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Number four now is the N-word. Now number three, respect 
where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids they're acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. Over the course of a career, a college grad will make nearly a million dollars more than a high school graduate. That's a lot of money. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, it doesn't mean you should, especially without planning for one or getting married first. More than 72% of children in the African-American community are born out of wedlock. That means absent fathers. And the studies show that lack of a male role model is an express train right to prison. Because I even questioned and warned okay, people, Terry, I, I became sick. Like, I, if I, I told get you it. to wear a mask, but for, Terry, they want to kick you out. You're, you're a high-profile person. You're writing things out there. You know you're going to get backlash. You know people are going to respond to what you're saying on Twitter. So I just I don't think you should be surprised by that. I, you know, I have a, a skin as tough as an armadillo because of what I do. And I think maybe you should adapt that. But here's here's what I have to say. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all Black Lives Matter movement that talks about gun violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start that movement with that name. But that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's not an all encompassing. So if you're talking about um, if, if someone started a movement that said uh, cancer matters and then someone comes in and said, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. We're talking about cancer. So the Black Lives Matter movement is about police brutality and injustice in that manner, not about what's happening in black neighborhoods. If you there are people who are working on that issue. And if you want to start that issue, why don't you start it? I, I mean, what a spectacular change. You know, Leo Terrell. Um, OK, does the one year old little boy in Brooklyn killed? Uh, OK, happens to be African-American, that life matter. And, and that's separate. And it has to be a separate movement or the. The eight-year-old girl, I know they arrested suspects in that case in Atlanta, or the seven-year-old little girl in, in Chicago, Lawrence Jones interviewed the family, or the, the 19-year-old young man that, that was killed, uh, and I interviewed the father, Horace uh, Lorenzo Anderson Sr., his son, sure. in, the, in the Chop Chaz Autonomous Summer of Love Zone. Sean, let me just give me 40 seconds because I've been chomping the bits while you play that whole monologue. Don Lemon was right in 2013. Don Lemon is absolutely wrong in 2020. It is a simple fact. Joe Biden cannot talk about law and order. The issue is because of Black Lives Matter. Let me be very clear. If you take what Don Lemon said in 2013 and apply it right now, Blacks will leave the Democratic Party. You want to know why they're not talking about the criminal activity? Because they want blacks in the Democratic Party to believe there is institutional racism, that the police is all white, and they're out to get the black man. Sean Hannity, everyone listening to Sean Hannity's show, if, if people listen to what Don Lemon said five years ago, if people are listening to me, they would leave the Democratic Party and join the Republican Party. So they have to pander. They have to play the race card. The Democratic Party has to play the race card to black people or the black people will leave the Democratic Party and become Republicans and the Democratic Party will be no more. That is the reason.
is why they play this game. Sergeant. Look, I'm running for the interest of the people. And, and this is why th- those, those, those politicians, they have no real-life uh, conceptualization of what's happening out here. Okay, last, I'm going to tell you, 2019, this is what got me to saying that I want to run, uh, 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 Sean. Look at, listen to this. In 2019, I, I had to go to a call where a nine-year-old got killed. Brandon Naya Bennett, go look it up. The nine-year-old got killed in a drive-by. Man, that, that hurt me so bad, man. That got me saying, I saw the calls for saying, hey, we need, we need the police. We need the police. And this is after everybody said they didn't want the police. But keep in mind, look, these communities, they, they love their police. I, I, said, I said then, I would never, ever allow another baby to get killed on my watch if it's something I can do about it. I laid down my life for any of these kids. And that, man, those people, those politicians, just, they have no real life experiences they don't know what's happening in the inner city so to get on get on the news and say this kind of nonsense man, that it doesn't work it doesn't work and the people out here in the community they realize they're not even you know the partisan thing the partisan divide that we we continually talk about is is the republican party the republican party that you know they'll they'll throw that out there you know about about the the democrat cities failing and the democrats will get out here and they'll they'll talk about how the republican party's on here well guess what it's a, it's a it's a it's an issue that's been going on for years. It's not like this is just something that just popped up overnight. But, as a, as a bipartisan Congress, Sergeant, we the, should the, be fixing Sergeant, it. The, Sergeant, the problem is this: the Democratic Party keeps talking about institutionalized racism in Democratic cities, and it does not exist. It does not exist. They're run by people of color, and that's the Kool Aid that the Democrats sell black people. Black people need to wake up. That's not true. Listen, let me I, go to, look, let me, in, 20, in 2015, I was the one that, that first brought the lawsuit against Black Lives Matter. I exposed that their agenda was black liberation. It had nothing to do with improving the black community. I, I'm the well, one. You I, need I, to I, face death, I, face, look, I face the death. The, the, I face a whole lot of death threats on my own. I was on the island by myself because if you were black, you wasn't going to come out and say you didn't support Black Lives Matter because you were going to be afraid of it. And if you were white, you weren't going to do it. Then you weren't going to come out and say that because they're going to say you were a racist. I stood on that island by myself, and I did it for years. And I'm going to keep doing that for these people. It doesn't matter. They're getting, getting into, that, into, this, into the mud and talking about what the Democrat Party was. Man, look, the bottom line is these people, these people want protection. They want people that don't get out here and fight for them. And that's what I'm out here doing. Whether I'm doing it in law enforcement or whether I'm doing it in the, pol- uh, in the political arena, I'm going to keep fighting for these people. These are real, these are real people. These are real but, people that are going through real things in these communities. You know, this is, I have been saying this, and I, I thought, thank God there's, there's passion because these are lives. This is America's treasure. I've been screaming it on the radio and, and screaming it on TV. Leo, you've been a part of many of these shows. Sergeant uh, Penny, you too. Let me go to uh, Chris in Oklahoma. Chris, say hi to Leo Terrell and Sergeant Demetric Penny. Hi there. How are you all? Good. How are hi. you, sir? How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, I'll be quick. Um, back on June 29th of 2020, just last month, uh, there was an officer-involved shooting here in Tulsa. Uh, it was a routine traffic stop where uh, two officers ended up getting shot by the suspect. Um, one of them passed away the day after. Um, the hospital where he passed away from, right across the street, KRMG, uh, Dan Potter did a fundraiser uh, for the two fallen officers. Within three days, they raised over $560,000 by just the local residents. 
So for the narrative that everybody says, as far as the Democrats and the local medias and just all medias saying that everyone's for defunding the police, it's kind of hard to believe that in three days they can raise that amount of money for just two officers. And that's by just the local residents. Listen, I I could tell you that I know some of these families uh, that have lost children. They don't have money to bury their own kids. But I can't talk too much about it. It is. I'm glad the community steps up. I'm glad that that the goodness and greatness of the American people shines through. But the sad thing is, is that they have to. This is preventable. It's called law and order. It's called more training. There's things absolutely we can do. We can get more non-lethal options for police, better training for police. That takes more money, not defunding the police and weeding out the 1% of bad apples that have no business being either in the FBI, in the intelligence community, or on a police department. Well, we're going to have to let you guys go. Sergeant, thank you. Congressional District 30, I appreciate you being with us. Leo Terrell, always a pleasure. Thank you both. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. But what? We're loaded up tonight. Yes, chaos now in an autonomous zone emerging in Portland, Oregon. We'll have full coverage. The acting DHS Secretary, Chad Wolf, Kevin McCarthy, how to get the Republican Congress back from Pelosi uh, with all of this madness. And the president now saying he will take control of the big cities. And Governor uh, Mike Parson in Missouri on this couple that it appears this prosecutor wants to, you know, with defending their home, put in jail. 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity tonight. See you then. 109 days back here tomorrow.